Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, it's time for Flipping Friends and this great return. It's been a couple weeks since we've had a show. Um, I'm the host, Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. We also have the executive producer of Flipping Friends and That Davis Show, Ryan Bukovsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski one on Instagram. And, of course, we have the newly turned 40-year-old. Happy birthday to this young man. Ooh. Follow him at Sid B. Ski. Rice for Sid Regal B. Radio. Ski. I mean, I'm sorry. Sid, Sid. <laughs> <laughs> you just combined <laughs> us. I did. I've made you. We fused, Sydney. <laughs> uh, when he turned 40, him and Ryan became one. Uh, follow him at Sick Kid 80. Also, make sure you check him out on Second City Sports with Liam Key. Uh, uh, everything he does on Real Rig Radio. But yeah, Sydney, happy birthday, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome happy birthday, Sid. Uh, so, how'd you spend your birthday, Sydney? Uh, I traveled to the previous two neighborhoods that I grew up in and just did some reflecting. Not saying I don't uh, do any what neighborhoods. What neighborhoods, Sydney? What neighborhoods? Uh, the first address I grew up in is one hundred six seventeen South Prairie, and then of course I lived in the Beverly neighborhood um, through my teenage and early adult good years mm-hmm. at one hundred six twenty South Artesian. So I just took a quick trip around those two neighborhoods and did some extra reflecting. Uh, uh, your show has come a mighty long way, but hopefully to another 40-plus years healthy and strong and doing what I'm doing and then some. It seemed like you should have had a cigarette or something while you was out there. Like, you look. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those Damn years. cold in these streets. Ooh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I smoked Chauncey ass right over there. <laughs> <laughs> This ain't uh, minutes to society. <laughs> that's where I used to get my smokes. Right. <laughs> Blood on my Tibbs, they reminded me of him. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Sid, you're not going to make it to another 40, though, if you keep smoking like that. You got to be careful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's Listen. the woman in these glasses the one that's smoking. <laughs> even, if he, even if he had one of them candy cigarettes, it would have been, been okay. Just... Oh man, hard times, hard times. <laughs> and just after the exhale, a nice crunch. <laughs> <laughs> the, mm. mean, the mean streets of Beverly, man. If, you, if I can only tell you about it. <laughs> I love cherry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Almost four, four months before the FBI arrested six men for plotting to kidnap Michigan's governor, the Bureau warned local and state law enforcement about a surge in militia uh, extremists seeking to target government officials, and particularly those that blamed for the pandemic, uh, pandemic restrictions, according to intelligence bulletin obtained by Yahoo News. Uh, militia extremists likely pose an increased threat to the state and local enforcement, law enforcement, uh, government personnel, and associated facilities due to the perceived uh, resurgence in recent months of activity surrounding the state-level gun control legislation. As a concern specific to the state and local government response to COVID pandemic, uh, the FBI intelligence uh, bulletin said uh, June uh, 18th. So if you didn't know, Gresham Whitmire, basically these six dudes, it's 13 now that they've taken in, they plotted to kidnap her. Uh, and take over the government in Michigan. Initially, they were going to storm the Capitol, but decided to go to her uh, her vacation properties where we were going to get her. And they got her the other day. Uh, she pointed out, of course, that these militias people have been hyped up by the rhetoric of 45. This should be a moment for national unity, where we all pull together as Americans to meet this challenge head on. 
with the same might and muscle that put a man on the moon. Seeing the humanity in one another and doing our part to help our country get through this. Instead, our head of state has spent the past seven months denying science, ignoring his own health experts, stoking distrust, fomenting anger, and giving comfort to those who spread fear and hatred and division. Just last week, the President of the United States stood before the American people and refused to condemn white supremacists and hate groups like these two Michigan militia groups. Stand back and stand by, he told them. Stand back and stand by. Hate groups heard the President's words not as a rebuke, but as a rallying cry, as a call to action. When our leaders speak, their words matter. They carry weight. When our leaders meet with, encourage, or fraternize with domestic terrorists, they legitimize their actions, and they are complicit. When they stoke and contribute to hate speech, they are complicit. When she came back at her, and of course she was correct in, in saying this, uh, we have some bad times when people are thinking about uh, kidnapping the governor. All right, to say the least. And this is the same state where it was okay. Uh, and, and your president said uh, that those guys with guns should be in the Capitol building. All right. Threatening and cursing. Proud boys, stand Ex back. Stand <laughs> <Right>. up. <laughs> Just chill out. <laughs> Hang back to the back. I'm going to call you later. <laughs> stay You'll on be point. needed soon. Exactly. Stay You'll on point at all times. Stay on point. Listen, matter of fact, go out to Beverly. There's a cat named Sydney. He'll tell you when to say <laughs> <laughs> Go. <laughs> I'm 40. Go. <laughs> so Trump said. <laughs> um, listen, listen. Uh, this is just ridiculousness. Um, you know, it's all funny until somebody gets hurt. I think that's the, the point that I should make. It's all funny. And this guy, I saw the news yesterday, too. This gentleman was living in a, a, with a friend of his in like a hole, cut out the floor. It was a basement, but the reporter said that you went to you went to the uh, you, you went to the kitchen or something, and you lifted up uh, a passage in the, in the floor, and that's where the basement was. And the guy said that he told his friend he had to move out when he started to receive uh, rations, food rations, and uh, 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 assembly parts to his AR-15 or accessories to his AR-15. He was like, man, you got to get out of here. You, you're going too far with this. Dude, and he had got kicked out. The gentleman got kicked out of one militia and started his own uh, self-style militia. So just a bunch of whole craziness, to say the least. And um, I'm just happy that uh, I'm sure she'll run for president sooner or later that Gretchen is uh, with my straight. Um, I enjoy her as a governor uh, for, for doing what's right and not bowing down to these extremists or whatever. And I kind of like, she got a little spunk to her. So shout out to Gretch. Uh, cats, come Gretch. cats coming for us. She keeping them both <laughs> But yeah, but uh, when you when you guys heard about this, what were your thoughts, Sydney? Uh, just going through Twitter. First of all, watching the coverage from all these uh, news, cable news stations, and then going through Twitter. I came up with the same conclusion as many people did. If this story was if this story was covered and it looked and people looked like me and you can, uh, it would have been covered a whole, a whole lot different. Oh, yeah. you're the six, worst part of the community. Six motherfuckers and, dead. 
These dumb blacks thought they was going to run up in here and do this. And that's probably the extent of the coverage. Yeah, that have been called thugs, you know, men's to society, throw them under the jail. No, uh, no, not no life jail sentence, throw them, um, death penalty, uh, every worst name you can call them, you would have called them and those um, suspects were black. Mm. Call me crazy, but that's the conclusion I came up with. Those are Thursday. First thing that popped in my mind when I saw it and heard that story. That's a good point, Sid. When a group of black men or women have guns, they're thugs. But when a group mm-hmm. of white people have guns, they're a militia. Right. That's a little or, different. There you go. Yeah, or it's just them and their rights to bear arms. But you know. I mean, how you said it, Ken, like, that was, I mean, your plan is to steal the governor and replace the governor like it's the wild west and like <laughs> telegrams have been cut or something that they can't reach word back to the union for what's going on back here like what the hell is this and then the other thing i'm wondering like you said that that one of the dudes with that basement got kicked out of a militia so he started his own yes Where, like is there a militia blog are they like <laughs> You know, putting the bottle cap on the bar is like a little sign, like, ooh, he's cool with the militias. And if they take the bottle cap, that means meet in the woods at 9 p.m. Like, what the hell? How do you, like, find these people that are just as crazy as you, and then on top of it, you're too crazy? All right, I'm going to start my own militia. Right, right. That was great, great, great point, <laughs> to say the least. I mean, um, this is, listen, this is just crazy because this is the times that we live in, right, where the craziest things in 2020 can take place. A pandemic can take place. Your president tells you that the things to save that can to protect you against the pandemic are false. He tells you even right now, recently, that he had the cure and the cure needs to go out there. And it's not even a cure. It's just to help the treatment. And what? We can't even get it yet, right? Like, dude is getting the type of treatment that only the prince in Saudi Arabia can get. All right? Like, right. he's not getting the, the like the Joe Blow, oh, here, we got this Revenge of No, he's getting all types of, he's the president. He's getting all types of stuff that you and I cannot even receive. And he's lying about that necessarily what those things can do. And it's just... And we're paying for it, too. Great point, Ryan. And mm-hmm. it goes again to show, like, what the hell are we... Dude, <laughs> what the hell are we doing? Like, what are we... This, this is I ridiculous. Know, I don't know Go about ahead. you guys, but I haven't heard the term militia since uh, history class in 1776. I don't know why I keep hearing about militia no, all of 2020. I, I hear militia a lot, and I'll tell you where. Michigan... Washington State, Oregon. They militia. Look, listen, they state hmm. crap. I would have thought Ohio would have been in there too. No, not actually. But Michigan, wow. like here in the Midwest, Michigan is the militia state. Like, not even joking. They're the militia. They're like, just saying about this, like how he dropped out of militia. Yeah, kicked out of militia, went to another one. Like, <laughs> like who's going to keep Canada in exactly, check if they come like on down? Like the, the, the Latin Kings, the folks in the, in the stones, they just go any corner and find you a militia to join, right? Like, no, they don't play. These people are armed to the T, all right, and are ready. And it, they're self style. It's funny thing, they're self style militias, which is like, so wait, are they a militia? 
<laughs> or they just kind of stylize themselves as right. Oh, wait, where's what officially makes you a militia? What's the- we meet up and we shoot a lot of things. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, um, definitely uh, stay out of Michigan, uh, to say the least. Even though I do enjoy, I do, I do enjoy. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, stay at- you know, Michigan to me is a lot like Arkansas. A beautiful state, but you don't want to be anywhere in that freaking state. See, I've never been to Arkansas. Ooh, baby. I can understand. Well, no, no. I don't trust Arkansas. Let me lead with that, all right? So Beautiful state. Like, there's lakes, trees, everything. It is a so you're talking state. about, like, the Ozark part of Arkansas when you're saying that? Just in general, I just drove through. One time, and it was mm-hmm. just like out of going across Midwest America, it was pretty nice. But you consider people, Arkansas the yikes. Midwest? You consider Arkansas the Midwest? Yeah, it's close. I, I mean, consider. it's the South. The yeah. Southwest to me, I don't consider them part of. <laughs> but either way, I guess. <laughs> see, okay, I'll say this: the landscape is Midwest. The people are South. <laughs> All right, Sydney, Sydney, do you consider Arkansas the Midwest? No, it's the South. Uh, just real, a real quick story. My my uh, family friend who lives in, with me in, in my building, uh, she's originally from Arkansas. And so I went down to visit her now late mother back in the early 90s. And let me tell you, Arkansas is just like those other states in the South. Uh, during the summertime, you think in Chicago when it's 90 degrees or above it's hot, we go down South, it's a totally different uh, atmosphere when it's hot. I, I couldn't cool off to save my life, so... Whoever says that Arkansas is the Midwest is BS, man. Arkansas is the South, and then and then their weather is different than what it is here in Chicago, especially during the summertime. Yeah, I mean, just from I mean, of course, I've been in the South uh, plenty of times, but being in Southern Illinois, uh, it gets hot, hot. Like you'd be like, yes, damn, like the sun's mm-hmm. different. It's like is this spotlight on us? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> You got to relax. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I I definitely uh, can, I definitely agree with you on on that one, sir. Uh, to to say the least. All right. Um, so, Ladia Callis, a nationally certified sign language interpreter and advocate of child uh, and deaf parent, explained in a 2015 HuffPost uh, blog that signs names can be chosen by individuals or are given to them by a member of the deaf community. Your sign name is a major part of your deaf identity, according to Callis. And because you uh, can't simply change your own name, these names carry on history. The point of me mentioning this is because some members of this Netflix uh, premiere, uh, Deaf You, uh, coming of age documentary, pointed out that there's a name for number 45 in, when, in sign language. So right now, we'll show you what the, the name is for Donald Trump. You could tell if someone's a Trump supporter, they would spell his name, Trump. But if you don't like the man, you gonna go like this, cause we all know that man has a toupee. Trump. So that's what you do when you mention the 45. Just imagine uh, that thing flopping right before he gets on the helicopter. Wait, this is one more one. I thought he had a comb over. So. Yeah, there's a lot of debate. Yeah, I thought that's a, because listen, if that's a toupee, that's a ter- That's the worst toupee you can have. If you have a toupee that looks like a comb over, that's a, that's a fucked up toupee. Oh, you saying you but got he the Laura Valver hairdo? Yeah, he has a, he has a. <laughs> 
he's shaking that bad boy from over here, right? Like, <laughs> he's a, like I don't think that's necessarily a toupee that he has. Even though I found that amusing that they they do that instead of saying Trump. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, some of those deaf girls. Have anybody ever dated a deaf girl in this conversation? No. No? Okay. Um, I feel like I need to learn sign language, though. Right. I'm going to yeah. need it for my mama. Damn. She's going to go deaf, and we're going to have no way of talking. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be pointing at everything. Yeah. I'm gonna lose my do, mind. That, that's do, when Ryan goes into ah, the mental institution. I could do baby shark in sign language. I learned that <laughs> last, <laughs> for Kelsey last year, last or well, last semester at her old school. I learned it's something like grandma and uh, like you go off when it's grandpa because uh, I forget like mama's like this and daddy's like this and then when you go grandpa, I think or grandma it goes off like that or whatever and baby is is this so it's like baby shark. Do, 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 do. All right. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Real quick, if you had, if if there was a sign language name for you, what would it be? Mm. Gesture. Mm. Well, we know Sids. Thanks. Cindy Brown. Cindy Brown. What would you go with, Sydney? Fuck you. <laughs> Get away. <laughs> yeah, that would be Sydney. Don't talk to me. Sydney. Sydney Brown. Hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, this is this not an easy one to, to come up Because you got to pick something unique, right? To you. Something, exactly. Hmm. Hmm. Well. You got the Jesus head. <laughs> the fair faucet flip yeah that'll be my sign just oh, exactly Ryan. Ryan Ryan what's yours uh shades just this is me oh right. yeah they just put down the shades listen that's me right oh boy then I hit you with a see it that might be D's sign right there, the cigar, yeah. the cigar hold. Yeah, that's what's dead last. Oh, time. that's a good one. That's a good one. These damn cancer victims. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, listen. On a sadder note, Cappy Pondexter, uh, legend in the NBA. It's been a lot about this story. Like, this comes from TMZ to Ryan said, but I've seen a lot go back. That was she? Uh, was she gone? Was she arrested? But Cappy's rep. Chuck Walton tells the WNBA legend has been found in LA. We're told that Pondux is thankful for the outpour of love and support while her team figures out her next move. Another sad twist. This is a, 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 a later update. We spoke with Cappy's rep, Chuck Walton again. He tells us she's gone missing uh, again after she was released from police custody. We're told Walton and other people close to Cappy believe she walked off somewhere in downtown Los Angeles and they're concerned for her well-being. Walton says that they're working with police to try to locate her. Uh, Cappy has been had had been arrested in Los Angeles and is not missing. Timothy Sports did reveal the 37 year old was taken into custody Tuesday and booked on a misdemeanor battery charge. Uh, we Pondexter refused to identify herself to cops, so she was booked as Jane Doe and held in jail until she was released. So man, this, 
basketball legend here in Chicago, uh, from high school to the pros, Cappy Pondexter is going through some issues, and we just want to wish uh, our best to her and her family uh, during these, these hard times, because it's hard, and I'm not even trying to just make this apples to apples, but you can see in the Delonte West situation that uh, trying to get somebody to get some help when they're still in charge of themselves or, you know, have legally uh, have can, can still uh, necessarily choose if they can get treatment or not can be a hard issue for family members and friends to deal with. So uh, definitely, man, sending out an outpouring of love for Cappy, man, coming out of Marshall and just, you know, everything is what she means to the city. I and mean, even outside of just moving to the city, just as a young black woman. Uh, who's just going through a lot, man. Because, I mean, we're lucky enough that none of us are going through that, man. Because think about it, if you were, you wouldn't be listening to us telling you because you wouldn't necessarily believe that you was going through it. So definitely, man, just just want to send out my my wishes. And, you know, you guys definitely can talk about how you feel about hearing this about Cappy. Yeah, I always yeah, tough was tough. When... Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I was just saying, it was sad when I read the headline, I heard uh, uh, bits and pieces of that story. Like you mentioned, Ken, um, Cappy is a legend coming out of Chicago. So we, we don't know all the details. So I, I don't want to jump to conclusions like many people do. But like I said, just best wishes to her and her family going through this difficult time. And like you said, we're referring to Delonte West. You know, I, I don't want to start harsh uh, coming out of my mouth, but, you know, we all want to help people, whether it's our family members or close friends or co-workers or what have you. But at some point, uh, those people have to uh, want to get help for themselves. And if that doesn't happen, then um, the process is impossible. Send the burn. Smoking moments with Sydney Bird. Listen, listen, Cappy, I'm going to tell you right now, sister. Yeah. I need you to blow the smoke into the camera next time, Sid. First, I'm 40 years old now, so you know I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about. <laughs> Let me I've teach you a, something. Right, I've been around the block. I've been around the block a lot, all right? I didn't say been around the I went to my own blocks. Cappy, have you went to yeah. your own? You should probably. Cappy, yeah, maybe you should come to my own block. <laughs> show you a thing or two yeah uh hopefully she gets some help man i mean it's terrible and you see like far too often and especially i think this year when you throw in delante west and some of the other celebs like it's been a rough year for everybody it doesn't matter how quote unquote nice you got it in life uh you always got problems you always got your things that you're dealing with and she's really going through something right now so hopefully you know, it all works out that she gets some help. And a lot of times, you know, it's like you said, Sid, you got to reach out for help when you want to change. And you also got to rely on your support system. And I hope she has some people around her that she can really lean on and that she's not having to do this all by herself. And if that is the case, it'd be great if like the owner of the sky or something like that does a Mark Cuban and steps up if no one else is there for her. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on, uh, something near and dear to, to my heart, and I know to Sid's heart, and uh, I know definitely Dee's heart. Sydney, you like Outkast? I'm not a super fan like Dee is, but I do like their music. Let me I take it like away. It's not dear to his heart. I'm, I'm, no, no, I do like their music, but like. Does it come with a smoke? Outkast, man. That, listen, put that Roberta Flack on. All right. So. <laughs> 
Stank on you is getting the reissue treatment to the mark of the record's 20th anniversary. It's been 20 years since Stank on you came out. Wow. On Friday, October 30th, the record will be updated and streaming on platforms with previously unreleased remixes. Uh, Vinyl Me, uh, please also release a, 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 a new two, two times LP version of the album on black and white Galaxy Vinyl to subscribers. Uh, following the creative achievement of Outkast's third album, Aquimini. Man, I love Aquimini. Thank you on your help. The duo crack to mainstream success with the single Miss Jackson, So Fresh and So Clean, and B.O.B. Bombs Over the Baghdad, which went platinum. Outkast won honors for best rap album, best rap performance by a duo and group. In 02, uh, the record is also up for uh, album of the year, but it lost to Oh Brother, Where Are Thou soundtrack. Think about that. <laughs> Like it lost to that soundtrack, all right. Like, good soundtrack. I don't know if it's worth a. a it grab wasn't. It. Guess what? It wasn't Stank on you. I'm gonna tell you that much. It was not Stank on you. All right. Like those two albums alone. Those two albums. I'll tell you this: in hip hop, where they were with those two albums may may have not been touched since. Where they the crescendo, like they had reached the actual peak and the that this was the right at that time of MTV where the hip hop was more accepted. And like, so when they cr- reached their crowning achievement, you would see them on TRL and those shows, but also the music, they were still growing sonically. I guess that's kind of the point that I want to get to. They were still pushing the boundaries, but with hits, like, you know, sometimes your, your favorite group pushes boundaries and it's like, yeah, I don't like that shit. They were still pushing boundaries and they were taking over their own production because we all know that, you know, saying that, that the outcasts um, originally uh, they were produced by. Um, how am I blanking out on um, this one of the reasons actually in Afton? I, when I, I wasn't even with Afton. I'm checking about the production group. Uh, what's outcast? Hold on, guys. It's bad. Uh, Man, forgot Outcast. Look at you. Yeah. Hard day. <laughs> You're lucky D left. He would be up your ace about this. He would. <laughs> this is why he left, actually. <laughs> Sick of this disrespect <laughs> of Outcast. Well, the thing was, they became Earth Tone 3 when they were producing themselves. Uh, Future's uncle is one of the. Uh, it's, you, you know, it's like Sleepy Brown, Rico. Organized noise. I don't know how I just blank the organized noise like that. Organized noise produced outcast initially. That's who they produced. But at the point when they these albums came out, outcast started producing themselves under the name Tone Three. Um so so it's just if you were alive at this time, which one of us was and he still didn't appreciate it, which is just sad. <laughs> I don't like that rap shit. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> it's definitely oh, the good one. It. It's, <laughs> it's great that Stankonia is uh, getting its attention. I would have liked to see, uh, not, yeah, I would have liked to see if Aquila and I got some of the same because they're partner albums in a way. Even though AT Alien shows you where they were going, this is when they started to get to where they were going on that transition away from how they originally came out on a Southern Playalistic uh, Is that the best Outcast album? It's hard between me. It's, it's, it's one of the two. I, I, I think 
it's hard for me to say it's clearly better than Equimini in a way, but it's because I was living through it. So like it's they they're it's hard for me to say that Stankonia is better than Equimini. Clearly, that's all I gotta say. Like I take them both. Those are the two to me. Those are the two best Outcast albums. Period. Um, and then what makes it so great is because that was like Sankonia, when Equipment I was their third album, Sankonia is their fourth album. And you got to remember back then, you weren't releasing albums every year. You released albums maybe every two years, every two and a half years. And for them to keep growing and popularity, but also with what they were trying to do, they didn't stay. Like, they, Outcast could have stayed formulaic. You know what I'm saying? Just be like, this is who we are. We make this type of music. Sell out, kind of. Yeah, we we we're just gonna keep redoing the whole pattern. And they did. They didn't do that. And they could have easily done that. And that's not what they did. They they came up with. They tried to come up with new ways uh, sonically. Uh, the growth in Big Boy from becoming an MC. Andre was already viewed as one of the extremely gifted rapper, but you saw when Big Boy showed that he was an extremely gifted rapper also. So it was just, it was sweet. It was, I mean, like, this 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 is my favorite rap group. I don't think they're the greatest. I think Run DMC is the greatest because that's before the internet, how big they were. But Outkast is my favorite rap duo, period, to say the least. It's not... I can't, it's not even close, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's definitely not even close, to say the least. Like, these these dudes, they put in the work. If you were a fan of theirs, they didn't cheat you. Like, I, I think that's even more a thing to say. If you were a fan of Outkast, they, they didn't even cheat you. And they tried to, to take you to a different place that you was like, do I want to go here? And it was like, I actually like it here. But <laughs> I like it when I got a smoke and an ashtray. (laughs) (laughs) Forget smoking Jay. We got smoking Sid. Smoking Sid. All right, all right, all right. Uh, According to a Los Angeles County website, the district attorney is officially charging singer and rapper, real name Daystar Peterson, who was Tory Lanez with the one felony count of each assault with a semi-automatic firearm and personal use of a firearm and carrying a loaded, unregistered firearm in a vehicle. If convicted, he faces up to 22 years and eight months in state prison. And is scheduled for this Tuesday, October 13th. So you already know, we'll be bringing the latest details of this case from TMZ. So, <laughs> so it's funny, I'm at, I'm at D's crib last week, and me and, and Mike Caliber Stokes get into a discussion and he's joking, and he's about, he's talking about what happened between Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion. And he's like, man, something happened. And I'm like, it don't even matter because it don't make no sense what the hell that little man did or whatever. And one of the things, and I don't think Stokes said this, uh, I can't remember, but people kept saying that, maybe he did say this, I think, that if something happened, why hasn't uh, Tory Lanez been charged? Like, if, if he shot somebody, why hasn't he been charged? Well, guess what, little man? <sighs> Your ass going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Is he trying to get extradited back to Canada? He better be. <laughs> <laughs> he better join the militia. It'd be easier. It'd be easier up top than to be down bottom. Uh, it, it down there in jail, but uh, especially if he end up in jail in California, boy, I bet he he better get plugged with the, the, the Crips of the because of the bloods real soon. We uh, don't have gangs in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> 
crits are the blood up there. Don't worry about it. But um, yeah, uh, to say the least, this little dumb motherfucker. Um, listen, he gets what he deserves. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. And I really just started to really come around to liking him. And this is funny. I was mentioning to Afton. This was busted. I was like, you know, I'm kind of feeling towards him. She's like, yeah, me too. Or whatever with with COVID radio and right. Tones that was the big out. thing, right? Right, yeah. It was like you were kind of like, kind of like, ah, you know, Katori Lane. It was like, okay, I, I like it. You know, he's cocky or whatever. And Shuddy just had to go and blow it, literally blow it, and shoot this girl in her foot, knowing that you're gonna affect the twerk that we all enjoy. But I was, uh, yeah, he needs to go to jail. For, as far as I'm concerned, and I, I don't care. Uh, you can hate on me for saying it or whatever. If you're shooting any woman, let alone a sister, uh, and she's not running away with uh, a certain a lot of your money or your kids and harming somebody, you've got some mental issues, to say the least. Yeah, what the... I want to know what the hell even started that. We talked about this before, but, like, as you point out, like, Tory Lanez had some okay hits. He was somewhat known in the music community. And then he does this COVID radio and he is like blowing up. You're hearing about Tory Lanez like every other day, it felt like for a period. And then he was, you know, meeting up with Megan. I think even Jason Derulo it was just like, he became so likable, which was making his music more likable And then this idiot. When we say we started to like somebody and you mentioned because they was hanging with Jason Derulo, that's a personal thing. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying. Like, I really fuck you. You just you said no. that part of it in the though? community. In the community, we were. Oh, he fucking with Jason Derulo now. <laughs> oh man, Jason Derulo, <laughs> the Beluga Heights. <laughs> hey, you're the one that's riding solo with those shades on. <laughs> you gotta have my shades because you fuck with Jason. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Fuck with is a little strong. Ryan was like, "Uh, Tory Lanez, you straight? Oh, you fuck with Jason Derulo? Hey, (laughs) hey, hey! Let's not lose focus here. You like Jason Derulo over, or I'm sorry, Tory Lanez (laughs) over me until we stop Megan. (laughs) Take those shades off. Let's see the bag right now." Look ugly <laughs> to America. Show yourself. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Beluga Heights. <laughs> so, what is Beluga Heights? So when Jason Derulo first came out, whoever, like, his production company or whatever it was, on his songs, they would always be – you know how, like, they have taglines? Like, um, um, uh, producers usually have taglines. Like, what's the name? says uh, – was the Metro Boomer was like, uh, yeah. don't, don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Or like when uh, when uh, YG does it for, for Mustard, where people will have their taglines. So at the beginning of the Jason Derulo songs, there was this thing of be like, Jason Derulo, and it'd be like, Beluga Heights. <laughs> I <never laughs> knew that. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I gotta start wearing these shades every show. This shit is working. It's funnier looking through these lenses. Yeah, we gotta do Men in Black show. We do, we do. But we gotta do that in suits. Well. Okay. All right. So this one, uh, let me share this one with you guys. Cause this one, this one tickled Ryan the most, to say the least. He he, he Ooh, which one's this one? He's been wanting this one all week long, uh, to get this one out. 
So this was from People T. Mm. Mariah Carey and her ex. Oh, yeah. I'd say James Packer and uh, this weirdness. In a new interview with The Guardian, Mariah Carey is opening up about her past relationships, including her 2016 engagement to ex-fiance James Packer. Carey reveals that she and Packer didn't have a, quote, physical relationship. Carey met the Australian businessman at the premiere of the 2014 film Hercules. They first stepped out together holding hands while on vacation in June of 2015, before they made their red carpet debut that September at the premiere of The Intern. Packer then popped the question in January of 2016 with a massive diamond ring. At the time, Carrie even joked that the ring was so heavy she couldn't lift her arm up. That October, people confirmed that the couple had split a few weeks prior. Then in 2017, following their engagement ending, Packer opened up about the short-lived romance. He told The Australian that during their relationship, he was at a low point in his personal life. He added that Carrie was kind, exciting, and fun, and a woman of substance, but that the relationship was a mistake for both of them. In her interview, Carrie also briefly addresses why some of her exes, including Packer, are not mentioned in her new memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey. She says that if it was a relationship that mattered, it's in the book. If not, it didn't occur. In her book, she openly discussed her past marriages, including with her first husband, Tommy Matola, who she has called a completely controlling father figure who fostered a prison-like marriage. In September, Matola sent a statement to the New York Post, page six, ahead of Carrie's book debut, saying, quote, I am deeply gratified to have played that role in Mariah's well-deserved and remarkable success and continue to wish her and her family only the very best. In his own memoir in 2013, he had described his relationship with Mariah Carey as absolutely wrong and inappropriate. You know that girl that I was grooming? You know, <laughs> the mixed one. Yeah, I'm going to marry her. <laughs> I'm old as hell and I'm supposed to be like her daddy or whatever, but man, listen. It's kind of like what Renee over there doing with Celine Dion. You know, Renee, he was with her when she was 14. Not with her, with her, but he knew her. Now, you know, biblically, <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So for anybody, and I know this is near and dear to, uh, to Sydney's heart. So Tom Mottola, huge Sony record exec, uh, tickled us as, as being kids uh, in, our, in our early 20s to hear old songs and you hear uh, 70 songs, or maybe early uh, 80s songs, but Tommy Matola lived on the road. And he'd be like, that's Tommy Matola. So that he actually like managed that group or whatever. And we know Ghostface reused it again for, for Nutmeg or whatever. Uh, but uh, to see Tommy Matola was like, man, that shit was totally inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, getting back to, to the Mariah Carey joint uh, with Mr. Packer. Uh, <laughs> Packer. But she basically... <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't consummate the relationship, so that shit don't count. Uh, first of all, I remember thinking about this relationship. That ring that he gave her, and I, I believe she got to keep it, was worth millions of dollars. And if they didn't get married, what was written in their agreement, I don't know if she got $25 million. She got an allotment of cash for not marrying him, right? And there's not a, there's not a chance in hell she was going to get that without consummating a relationship with me if, that, if I was Mr. Packer, to say the least. Thank you. I got to know, know what the squeeze is with that juice before I give you that cash. To, to, to. Hell yeah. All right. So, listen, <laughs> I don't, he's talking about he was at a low point. You got to be at a crazy low point where you basically just toss $50 million down a hole and you, I mean, you don't, like you marry a star and you don't even find out what the business is, to say the least, gentlemen. I don't know what's going on with that man. I don't respect it. 
I don't <laughs> to say the least. But go ahead. What you got to say about that, Ryan? Mm, a lot of things come up. First of all, when we keep calling him Packer, there's this character in the office that's this sleazy, scumbag, pathetic character, and his name is Packer. So I okay. keep getting thoughts of Packer when you say that. And then on top of it, too, when you say the no respect, ooh, I echo that big time. Like, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> Seriously. Like, why would you ever get engaged to some? And this is my question, too. I bet you he was sleeping with I don't know at all. Got Mariah Carey. Like, is Mariah Carey worth staying engaged to if you're not going to have any type of maritals with her That's whatsoever? A That's a great point right there, Ryan. Uh, and then, and he's like, you know, thinking, oh, I'll just give her a lot of money. <laughs> That's engagement. Like, why would you even agree to that in the first place? Well, Here's her? 20 mil. If we, yeah. Oh, because she was, listen, I think, Mariah Carey knew that wasn't going to reach his fruition right there. She was like, just, let's, that's why, that's why the bailout clause was in the contract in the first place. Did she, like, find <laughs> some dirt on him and, like, blackmailed the shit listen, out of him or something I'm, like that? I'm going to tell you how slick Mariah Carey is. That's not the last contract she got that she got kicked out of. They paid her. When she signed a deal, when she left Sony, she signed with Virgin. And it didn't come to fruition. Like, she put out a bad, this is when she was going through that stuff. And she was like, I think this is like when she was on TRL and the draws or whatever. And it was like, what the, like, it, it, it was like, what are you doing down here or whatever? That's what Carson Daly was like. And she was like, I was just down here. And it was, but uh, Virgin <laughs> canceled the deal. She got money for them canceling that deal and went to Def Jam and put out like two hit albums after that, basically. Uh, they, and I think JD produced both of them. Uh, Jermaine and Peter produced both of them. But she got kicked out of her Virgin deal, and for her not finishing that record contract, she still got paid. Like Mark, Mark Carey sneakily, it be winning because unlike somebody like a Whitney Houston, she writes music, right? So like these, a lot of these, uh, these, 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 these singers, when someone's writing your songs and you're old. If you're not touring, you're not really getting to that cash. But somebody like Beyonce, like her father always taught her, like, yeah, they'll send you this, this song. You you change part of it because then you are one of the writers on the damn song. But Mariah Carey writes, too. So she she coops money from her songs that she's written, not just the songs that she's sung on or whatever. But Mariah Carey is low-key. She low-key be winning, man. No, no, listen, Mariah has... So Saudi Arabian princes and stuff, people ask, like, this dude's a billionaire. She left Nick Cannon, this dude had a billion dollars and just threw 50 on her lap and said, just so we can hang out for a little bit of time. Just so I can give you a ring. Right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those Australian billionaires, can't trust them. Apparently, they do a lot of stupid-ass shit. Basically, whatever dude he was laying down with trying to cover it up. It sounds like a lot of covering up is going on here. I hate to say I it. I mean, did he need Mariah on his arm for his casino deals or something? Like, I don't, hey, I don't know. Look it, how powerful it, I am. Yeah, maybe it was like a dare from one of his billionaire buddies or something. Like, I dare you to get engaged. Oh, like, like she's all that? Like, I dare you to find the biggest train wreck and turn her into life material. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Mariah! That's not all right. fair! All right, all right. Sticking with a little bit of showbiz news stuff. Phil Collins, uh, 
Genesis singer, even though we know he's had a lengthy solo career, is booting his ex-wife out of her crib because he says he owns it and he's tired of her BS. The sources close to the famous drummer and songwriter tell TMZ his long and rocky relationship with, uh, I believe it's Arania Chavez is officially over. After all, she is remarried in August and he wants her out of his Florida house. Stat. Uh, we're told Phil asked her to vacate and she refused and instead of threatening to release false and embarrassing accusations about him unless he rene- renegotiates that uh, 2008 divorce settlement. For the record, Collins paid Chevea reported $46.76 million. And our sources say he's not giving her another dime. He believes she squandered the fortune through a series of bad investments along with an expensive divorce from the man she's married after Phil. Oh boy. Say Phil gave her, he gave his ex until 3 p.m. Friday to vacate, but she, <laughs> he says now <laughs> he changed the security codes and has been, uh, she says now he's changed the security codes and has been unruly with staff. We're told Phil plans to file an eviction lawsuit as soon as the courts open up. <laughs> I just imagine she's like trying to type in the code and then like the alarms are going off, but it's that drum solo and that one song. <laughs> I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Hold on. Hold on. You're trespassing the cops. Hold on. Listen, do you know how motherfucking bad I would be with you if I had to pay you $46 million? You squandered it and lost some of it in a divorce to another motherfucker? So wait, another motherfucker got money? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and nothing yeah. with our relationship? Another motherfucker? Oh my, listen, you got $46 million from me and you didn't learn about prenuptial agreements? <laughs> <laughs> it was love, baby. <laughs> yeah, love my ass. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! That that man. One. That's a lot of money to lose. That's when a, all you did was get a divorce, dude. I mean, clearly, I, I would think it has to do with the length of their marriage. She's probably been with him since the seventies. Like the like, he could get out of that one because she's been there while he was amassing so much of that wealth. You know what I'm saying? Because probably what, what he's worth, $46 million. Phil Collins may be worth about $150 and not $2 million, uh, $200 million. He's some, he may be up around there somewhere. Uh, but I'm sure like it comes from the fact that when they got married, he wasn't thinking about that type of stuff because he wasn't Phil Collins. Phil Collins, I could be wrong or whatever. But like you said, four, $50 million. He got, she got $50 million and was standing in his crib. And, and you know she had stuff from the marriage. Right. Like, it's not like she just, like, left the house with nothing and here's a check for 50 mil. Well, she didn't leave the house. That's the problem. And she's... <laughs> well, I'm assuming one of the houses she left, dude. she just decided to squat in the other one. And then you go have a, another dude in my house, too? Like, dude, listen, y'all need to go someplace else. All right? I'm going to tell you right now, he's not going to be fucking in my house. <laughs> but let me ask you, Ken, all these mistakes that an ex might make, uh-huh. Are you kicking them out if they got nowhere to go? You married to her for like 30 no, no, no. odd years. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, I ain't kicking her out. If I mean, listen, I'll, I'll, give her, I'll give her a little apartment, some spot or whatever, but 
she got to live there. She got to leave there, you know, because he probably looking to sell that that, that joint. She she can't stay there because it'd be different if like we divorced and like we was cool. But like you out here saying you're going to release uh, unflattering information about me, you in my house fucking with my money and you lost my money. It's on the bed while they're exactly. doing it. Exactly. Like, y'all fucking hold my money, right? It's watching. <laughs> oh, my money, cover your eyes. This money smells like sex. <laughs> this money is Thanks. full of lust, right? Why does this smell like stink dick? <laughs> <laughs> Cheesy ball smell on my cash, but uh, nah, dude, she got, she got to go. She she broke. She listen. She broke code. She 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 violated right there. She she violated. Listen, you got to be sneak fucking in my house if you're gonna be <laughs> me. You better be bringing that motherfucker in in the in in the darkest of night and getting them out before the sun cracks the sky. But you're not gonna be in my house with my fifty million dollars. Man, <laughs> I can't get over that. I'm gonna tell you, you lose right fifty mil. Like, man, if you ever get fifty mil, listeners at home, make sure you don't squander that. My goodness, how can you have such a volume of money? And I don't even know what she was doing. You get like bad business deals. Like, what bad are you trying business. to do? Half that damn money went up. That lady knows probably. You got it. So can twenty so can million I- dollar coke happen. So can I have to be like R. Kelly and Mr. Big's girl, except for the ending part getting caught? I'm just asking. I did this to you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) In our in that video, R. Kelly, that that little hoo hoo was not worth that, brother. She just broke it. Lord, no, Lord, leave that alone. Some 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 people, you just leave like, no, girl, I'm not messing with you. <laughs> Mr. Big's woman? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nope, not doing it. I'm like, you you already know going into that, you gonna get broke up. You got to really think like, is this worth me being broke up? And are they gonna just break me up or kill me? And the answer to that question is no. <laughs> I think R. Kelly was thinking with his other mind. I know, right, right, right. Definitely, he was thinking with his with his other mind. W- w- going back to the uh, uh, Phil Collins thing, I hate to say this because uh, it's inappropriate, but that's what the flip is all about. Perfect. Uh, old uh, rock joke about O.J. Simpson. I'm not advocating for, it, but I understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I, I understand. Like, you're not gonna be in my house doing all that. I'm just saying. I'm just being honest with you. It's the, Did you say that's a Kid Rock quote? Because we gotta throw in fuck Kid Rock at the end. No, of that. Chris Rock, please. Oh, okay. No, I thought I never, Kid Rock. I'm never gonna be on this motherfucker quoting Kid Rock and his bitch ass. Oh my gosh. Never in my life, Kid, Kid Rock and Kiss. Yeah, I won't even go there because that's just I don't even want that nasty motherfucker anywhere near my body. Fuck your rock. <laughs> <laughs> For real, fuck, fuck. You know he's from Michigan, right? Fuck. Oh, militia man. Militia. Oh, you know. <laughs> listen, I can hear his father telling him, like, "Man, I knew one day you finally joined the militia, right?" Just like, oh my. <laughs> when are you going to give up that pansy-ass singing and grab a gun? <laughs> <laughs> Out there somewhere with... Uh, when are you going to be name? like your proud boys and stand up and stand back? <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. All right, last one. 
um, Britney Spears' attorney, lawyer, likens her uh, to a comatose patient. Uh, Britney Spears asked the mental capacity to sign a sworn declaration in her conveyorship case that her own lawyer compared her inability to sign a document to a comatose patient. The, uh, there was a hearing Wednesday in Britney's conveyorship case. It was a uh, routine at first, but then the judge stated, uh, started asking questions about Britney wanting a co-conservator of her estate to work alongside Jamie Spears. Jamie Spears is her father. Uh, Britney's lawyer, San uh, Ingen, uh, had uh, had been conveying uh, been conveying Britney's feelings about the conversion to the court, and they got into a discussion about whether all uh, uh, all of that was inadmissible hearsay. The judge asked Ingham uh, if Britney would sign a declaration so there'd be a firsthand account of her feelings. Ingham said that Britney lacked the capacity to sign the declaration and liking her to a comatose patient. He was not saying she is comatose by any means, but he used it by the way of an example to show that she was not capable of signing a legal document. Ingham said even comatose patients can have their lawyers speak for them. So that's the state of Britney Spears. We know that they had to free Britney stuff over the last few months. People wanted her uh, to be from up under her father because they keep feeling like they push Britney to be, they just use Britney to perform and make money. Um, and her fans want her to quote, quote unquote to be free. And they've even speculated that some of the stuff that she does is like a backhanded way that she's trying to express that she wants to get out of the situation that she's been in uh, with her father uh, being in charge of her or whatever. But to say, it's sad to say, the least. You, it, it, it really speaks to when you put so much pressure on the person is at any age, but at a young age, what can end up happening when you think about how huge Britney Spears was I mean, still is, but was, and that that was too much for that child to be going through back then. I mean, just think about the the ball head slamming the umbrella into the door, just like how everything just unwound, and you just think when you're pushing someone to be a super elite for the beginning of their life. Think about when she was one of those Disney kids, man. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's sad to see the state. I mean, if you even think, I, I think we all saw it. Like when she was doing, well, I think we, we, we talked about her here when she was dancing and performing and it was like she was nervous and she was in like her own house performing like, oops, I did it again or whatever. And she was nervous doing it. And it was like, this person has been in stadiums in front of the hundred thousand people. Why are you nervous doing this? And you're just like on social media or whatever. But yeah. I wish uh, Shorty the best. I, I I don't know who needs to be in charge. I mean, it's sad that someone has to be in charge and she can't be in charge for herself. But if her dad's not doing right by her, I, it would be good for somebody else to be uh, be able to, to look out for the young lady. Yeah, I think those are interesting situations because, like you said, you know, you would think parents want the best for their children, but when a lot of millions of dollars are put in the front of you, like, do you maybe push them into things that they don't want to do or maybe isn't best for them because you see such an opportunity? And, I, you know, when I saw the Free Britney stuff, I, I was thinking that or wondering that, I guess. And who knows? Like, it, it's so weird because she just – she really has stayed out of the spotlight for so long. Like, I remember as a kid, like, those headlines were starting to go crazy. Like you said, the shaved head. I think the coochie was being shown a bunch. It You're was hanging out like with Paris Hilton. I totally forgot about that one. 
Yeah. See that bird in your young mind. That bird in your young mind. A lot of coots. We all have desires. That's a whole lot of coots right there. I, I totally, I totally forgot about. It. And listen, that was bird in my head. Her getting out of that car. Like, why would you put? The, it wasn't a happy cooch, to say the least. It wasn't. No. Wasn't a proud. No, to that be. was a tired, partied out cooch. It was burnt. It was flamed <laughs> out. Oh man, this is this is bad business. Can I give a a horrible shout out real quick? Go right ahead. Okay, we should change it on JT. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I always think anytime, unfortunately, I see her, I think about JT. Was like, damn, you lost. Like, if only he had, she had held held on to him. I think it would have been better for her. It still would have fractured. But I think of Cry Me a River, and like when you just said, like when it was like the, the lyrics of Cry Me a River is like. Yeah, you ain't got to really tell me. He told me. And, like, the, the thing was, the rumors back then, like, she cheated with, like, a Colin, uh, what was the, the, the Australia actor that was hot? A like, she cheated with Colin yeah, Girl and Ben Affleck. And I'm like, damn, it's nothing worse than your woman cheating on you and the dude she cheated on was like, yeah, we did that shit. I fucked him. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Justin Timberlake's a cheater, too, so he would have cheated anyways. You watch what you say about JT. That's what that's, hey. that's what D would have said. She'd be like, don't go to New Orleans. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. But yeah, that that's the gist of the show today. <laughs> yeah, if you walk away with anything, just remember JT's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but again, happy birthday, Sydney Brown. Uh we wish Thank you. We wish you 40 more years, if not even more than 40 more years on this planet. Uh, oh yeah, healthy years on top. Sydney, of that. I'd love to take Justin Timberlake's life points and give them to you. If I could do that, I would. Damn, that's <laughs> hardcore. Sydney would take that shit too. Some white man's life points. He'd be like, yeah. "Does it come with Jessica Biel?" <laughs> I knew I was gonna say that too. <laughs> I was gonna say that too. Boy, he established off with Jessica Biel, <laughs> and you damn right should. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't need those kids though. But uh, yeah, but definitely happy birthday, Sid. We'll be back with another flip next week. Uh, we'll try to keep these uh, coming out uh, regularly. Uh, we're going to try to switch up some stuff. We're going to try a different platform this week and see how that goes. Uh, make sure you check out uh, that Davis show. Excuse me. Make sure you check out that Davis show. Uh, me and Ryan try to give you a little bit of insight in sports. Still a little bit of levity. Uh, but more importantly, just stay safe in these trying-ass times. And don't do anything uh, crazy till you hear from us again. Sydney, take us out. We gone. The flip.